Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome here in D.C. I was thinking I was going to be in Dubai Social when I did this show, but here I am. And we are excited because if I was in Dubai, I wouldn't have made it to the, the Kidpreneur Festival this past weekend. So we have uh, two guests. God has uh, been really in a very interesting design of not allowing this show to be planned far out because there's all these amazing things that happen in the moment. So Tamika, how are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Very well. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm great because of your event, and my son was elated. He said it was the, a great experience. He's already looking forward to next year. I love what you're doing, and congratulations. I believe it's year four or five. Which which one is it? So it's year five for the National Association for Kidpreneurs, which is our organization. Uh, but this is four, year four for, for International Kidpreneur Day. So um, I'm going to introduce you to our audience, and I want to say that uh, Perfect Publishing is our sponsor and the Key Smiling Movement is our sponsor. We took, uh, I took a photo of you, I don't know how many years back, but a couple years yes. back, I think, of you holding a smile card because you, I could tell your spirit was all about positivity. And I did not know your vision was so big and so aligned to what I really believe is important, which is getting kids to author books, getting kids to become entrepreneurs and getting kids to learn how to be responsible with money. So I, I'd like to share with the audience how excited I am that I, first of all, this, this gorgeous, <laughs> we, we may, we may just make this available as a PDF for all people to download. <laughs> Would that be okay? <laughs> that would be great. All right. So Tamika Young is Mrs. District of Columbia, and she is the founder of the National Association for Kidpreneurs, NAK, an organization that supports current and aspiring young business owners under 18 um, NAC provides opportunities for kidpreneurs to create, grow, and develop business excellence through mentorship, peer connections, uh, relevant resources, and events while instilling lifelong lessons in entrepreneurship. In 2019, uh, Young established uh, November 1st as International Kidpreneur Day and is now celebrated by kidpreneurs around the globe. So we're going to learn more about that. There's more in the bio, but I think we can cut right to you with how much you've uh, accomplished. I shared with you on the phone uh, the importance of your vision and you being a power of one. There's not one person that was at that event yesterday that couldn't have been there if you didn't have a vision and took action on it. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I started the organization um, in 2018. I really wanted to have the opportunity to support young business owners. Um, and I have my own children. Uh, my younger son wanted to become an entrepreneur, a YouTuber. And I just, I had to go searching and digging, looking for information on how to help him become an entrepreneur. Um, and YouTubing, like I didn't know anything about that. So um, in doing that, I learned about Michaela um, and her Lemonade. She's a young lady. She started a Lemonade stand. And now her Lemonade is worldwide. So, and she started like when she was like six or eight years old and um, Mo's bows with his bow ties. And then it got me to thinking, you know, as a kid, you have so many ideas and, um, and usually adults don't, you know, pour into those ideas. So we often say, yes, that's great. Pat them on the back and send them on their way, like go outside and play. 
But um, as I, I, we can see now, as the movement has grown, um, some of these ideas can really, if, if fed well, um, they can really grow and become empires for our kidpreneurs. I think beyond that is it teaches kids not to be scared of having an idea. And absolutely, you know, it's it's good when you have ideas and you fail because when you fail and you learn from those failures and then you do new ideas, all of a sudden you become the next Elon Musk or the next. Uh, Jeff Bezos or whatever, but uh, I, I, we're going to go back in time and find out how you became who you are. Uh, but before we do that, the Kidpreneur event that just happened, you had roughly 36, 37 participants and yes. it looked like about an equal number of vendors. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I want to just say that uh, next year you're, you're obviously doing it again, but you had it in multiple cities. Uh, this was an international um, day at this point, right? Correct. Correct. So um, like in 2019, it was our one year anniversary for the organization. And, um, you know, November coming up on time for Small Business Saturday, Black Friday. And I was just like, you know, these kidpreneurs, while they are small businesses, they don't really fit the same mold as an adult run small business. Most of them, the majority of them don't. And I just feel like they needed their own day. So I do. Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) They have one now. So I started international. So it started off as National Kidpreneur Day. um, And I had just reached out to different cities and asked, you know, for the proclamations to be done, uh, partner with different organizations. And um, the celebrations look different in the different cities. Um, Like we started off with five cities the first first year. So um, Greensboro, North Carolina, the, the mayor there took some kids to lunch. Um, in Georgia, um, Atlanta, Georgia, we had a partner there who actually some of the kids, they were here this with us this past weekend. Um, they had a gala and the kids got to dress up. They got awards. Um, and so really the day for me was just about putting the spotlight on them, highlighting their businesses, highlighting their, uh, their attempts at accomplishments um, and just giving them the opportunity to shine and have their own day. And so it has grown, um, as you know, the next year COVID hit. So we weren't able to do something in person. So we took it online and did a pitch contest and um, it really gained traction. It got the attention of a lot of other organizations and kidpreneurs. And that's how we got our first partner um, internationally, a kidpreneur Africa woman out of there. She's an amazing woman in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Her name is Julia Obi. And she um, wanted to celebrate. And so she did. Like the kids got their T-shirts made. They uh, they had a, a business fair. We did an online um, where the kids were able to talk about their businesses. We interviewed them. They interviewed each other. And it was just amazing. And to be able to connect the kids and allow them to not only talk about their business, but see other kids across the globe doing similar things to them. And um, like I said, Juliet, she she really bought into the vision. And then the next year, she brought on some other partners from Kenya, Botswana. Um, we talked to people in Turkey and London. And at the event this year, we had our partners from London on the call. So we have you know partners in Dubai. You mentioned Dubai. So it is really growing um, and the, it, it's really given me a great pleasure to be able to connect the kids and then and allow them to network with kids other in other countries and other cities. And um, so, yeah, it's really growing and I'm really excited about it. Well, I have some questions that stem from that, but I do want to show a quick photo of, uh, let me see if I can get that to show up. There we go. Here's, uh, uh, there we go. And then a proud moment for uh, Kenny is 
He was with Howard there. Mm-hmm. And Howard, the spectacular teacher. We're going to talk about how you two met. But um, I wanted to ask you, uh, when you said that uh, Kidpreneur and your son, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? I do. Um, I have been modeling for about 23 years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I get choked and... up when I say modeling too, so don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> no, well, you know, at least I have a voice today. You know, I didn't have one this weekend. So um starting to kind of recover from that, I guess. Um, but yes, I've been modeling for 23 years now. And um, through that, I've, I've earned my entrepreneurial, I guess, credits um, as, as an entrepreneur. I mean, as a model. Um, I've so you started been- modeling when you were three? That- Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> we're going to go with that. <laughs> well, I, got, I got a lot of questions. I want to make sure we get them in before we bring you, the two of you together and then Howard. Okay. And then okay. we're going to come back at the end and ask some fast questions. So uh, I, I, I uh, want to say, first of all, the importance of what you're doing with Kidpreneur, because I noticed that a lot of the kids that were there, their parents were there or a parent was there and that mm-hmm. parent was an entrepreneur typically. And mm-hmm. there are some unlucky ones like myself that they didn't know what to do with me. I, I was I misdiagnosed or undiagnosed ADHD bored. Just they didn't know that it was just really that I just wanted to build and create. And that's what it right. does. They, they build, they create, and they solve problems. So my son at age three, I was teaching him um, really engineering and electricity and circuits. And although he didn't understand it, he was, right. getting, he was getting infused with, this is what you do when you actually can make connections. And it made all the difference. My dad was a military man. And so the reason I have such a, a fondness for your vision and creation is I know there's kids like me and kids like Kenny would have been if he didn't have a dad that knew what entrepreneur meant. And you're making entrepreneur a hero word. And it's, it's a word that's so important because an entrepreneur is leading the world in solving better ways to do things. It's making the world more efficient. It's making the world um, less costly to, to live. It's making the world come together, collaborate. So I, I'm just blown away that you came up with this. And I, when I remember when I called you, I said, well, who's the owner? Who thought of this? And you go, I did. And I said, <laughs> I said, you're the one, you're the one that did this. And I said, so I, I just am so excited that you came up with an idea and it's such a big idea. And I know you, I mean, I yeah. know <laughs> oh, thank you. we did it. So it's a big deal. And I have uh, made it only too clear that I would like to be on your team because this is such yes. an important uh, venture and, and, uh, and vision to do. Uh, so you, your, your dad, was he an entrepreneur? Um, yes, he was a DJ. He was. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yes. No, mo- a- model and DJ causes me to call. And I've been DJ for 30, 40 years now, man. Howard, yeah. I was a DJ for 40 years. Crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so DJing is an entrepreneurial game. I'll tell you, that mm-hmm. is, a, that is a tough one because yes. it's, it's seasonal. And there's so many, I mean, the e-myth is like playing on your big time. You have to be charismatic. You have to be the salesman. You have to know how to read a crowd. I mean, there's just so many aspects. And then you have to know how to budget your books so you can go through the slow months. So, yeah. so I know what your dad went through. <laughs> yeah. So he's a, he was a DJ. Um, he did machine, machine work as well. But my grandfather, he, he was the neighborhood mechanic, um, but he also worked at GM. Um, so it was, you know, my mother was not an entrepreneur. Um, she was, she was a nurse, but, mm-hmm. um, definitely, you know, that well, was still, yeah, but you need that partnership. You need the crazy one with the big, <laughs> the big idea. And you need the one that says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make sure we're going to be okay. There's right. this piece. Yes, exactly. Right. 
Yeah, so that's that's very important. So I wanted to, uh, usually the show starts off with really telling your journey of how you became who you are. But since the Kidpreneur event just happened, it was just too excited to talk about first. So um, even though we've kind of hinted towards your modeling career and your childhood or what your parents did, go a little deeper with us. Tell where you're born and what your childhood was like that something happened in your childhood that caused you to be who you are today. Oh, wow. Um, so as a child, I always had like those ideas and wanted to, you know, um, do modeling. So I wanted to. Were you born here? No, I was in, I was born in Ohio. I was born in in Dayton, Ohio. Um, I have, at at that time, I was um, raised in the household of five siblings and we were like, my mom struggled with us, but she sent, she worked very hard to send us to private schools and she wanted to make sure we had the best education. Um, but I wanted to be a Cosby kid. Like I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be, um, an actress, you know, so I, I did want that, but it just because of our, our means, I wasn't, she wasn't able to do that for me. Um, so the fact that she did private school, you were in the top. Oh, absolutely. That's like yeah. top two or 3% right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she she definitely provided experiences for us um, that really poured into me in the parent that I am, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, which is why I was seeking out the information for my child. You know, she she de- she tried to make sure that we had what we needed to be successful. And so um, just uh, I think that really made me who I am. It made me want to support my, my son in, in his endeavors and his wanting, you know, to feed into his goals and wishes. Um, although I will say he wanted to be, and I think I talked to your son about this. He wanted to play Minecraft. And I was like, yeah, no, not Minecraft. Let's do science experiments because I'm such a, um, education, like I'm really grounded in education and I didn't think Minecraft was educational enough. And so I wanted him to do science experiments for his YouTube channel. You know, I've I've come to learn Minecraft is a, a very important uh, aspect of learning eye eye coordination, hand coordination, problem solving. But you can only put so much in; otherwise, it becomes a dominant focus, and it's not good for anybody. Not right, not. correct. Yeah. And and I love that you asked my son. I mean, you asked each child uh, there what their what their entrepreneur uh, business was and what they were doing. And when you got to my son, he said um, something like. YouTube or something that you go, okay, tell us about your show. He goes, I don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he, he has a lot to learn because he follows Mr. Beast and Matt Rober. I don't know if you're familiar with those particular channels, but, uh, mm-hmm. well, this is a good education. Then, uh, we all learn things from each other. So this one is going to be kind of uh, mind blowing for you. Howard, have you heard of Mr. Beast or Ro- Mark Rober? Sorry. Uh, I, I have not, I have not. Okay, so this is going to be kind of cray-cray. Here we go. So Mark Rober left NASA and started a YouTube channel, and mm-hmm. he is, he's had Bill Gates. He's had all kinds of really big people on his show because he gets about 40 million people to watch his, uh, his shows, and he's causing, um, you know, like Mr. Uh, what was it, Mr. Bill the Science Guy or something like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill Nye. Well, yeah, okay, so um, Mark Rober is an engineer who left NASA, left Apple, and started his show on how to teach kids the scientific method for solving a problem. And he, okay. he draws it up for you. And he shows you how to win a race in a, in a, like the, the Boy Scouts, uh, derby cars. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and he has, I think about five, maybe six world records for the largest Nerf gun, the largest, uh, you know, sound, whatever he takes, he takes uh, toys and turns them into epic 
world uh, world class experiences because he says you have to use the math in order to get to that large aspect. So Mark Rober is someone that my my son listens to, and then Mr. Beast. My son told me this guy gives an average of about two hundred fifty thousand dollars to a participant that's winning in his uh, in his video every single time. I mean, just about that's average. Sad. So he, he does give his, away as much as a million. He has, I think, um, I think he has a billion followers right now. It's even, I think it's 1.2 billion followers, which is the biggest in the world. And they don't know how to really, um, they don't know what he's worth right now, but it's, it's a gigantic number. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is with his money, he made a hundred wells in uh, Africa for one of his videos. He just, that was done in one week. Oh, wow. Um, Incredible. He helped a hundred kids that couldn't hear hear. He just got them the the I guess the device that caused them to be able to hear. So he he does really epic things. So Mr. Beast, uh, you owe me on this one. You got a couple more followers here. All right, okay. so, uh, Tamika, yes. we were at your childhood. Uh, what was the defining moment that caused you to be who you are today? My defining moment. Oh goodness. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, but which one do you think? Yeah, you in this direction. I was um. I think I was just very much a a go-getter. And so um, needing, and I think wanting to be that for others has really been my defining moment. I don't know if that is a good answer. I saw how you were with the kids. You were with the kids and you really wanted them to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and you wanted them to get what you have gotten because you got you went for it. Yes. Uh, when you went for Mrs. DC, uh, did you know you were going to win? Was that like a, a slam dunk, or how, whether you were surprised? Um, I was surprised because uh, that. Well, I'm not. I don't have a, a long history in pageantry, so that was my actual second time doing it. The first time um, it was during COVID, and mm-hmm. so you know <clears throat> things didn't. We, it was all online, and so I thought I would try it again. Um, I started. I decided to do the pageant because I was looking for a larger platform for the, the organization. So I was like, what a great way for me to be able to um, use that platform as Mrs. America, um, which is what I was going for, um, to pair that with the National Association for Kidpreneurs. And so um, that was back in August when I went. Um, I placed top 15, but didn't go, go on. But I have develop relationships with everyone, um, all the other sister queens in the other states. And so I really feel like I did win no, uh, because <laughs> they are excited, you know, about the organization as well. So actually one was messaging me this morning, like we need some financial literacy information for, um, for some schools here. So in, in South Dakota. So um, it's been great. Like I, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's giving me an opportunity to, put DC in a space where, you know, it hadn't been before um, working as placing five, top 15. And also, like I said, you know, people, everyone loves the Sashion Crown. So when they come talking to me, then I also make sure I slide in there about the organization. So. Well, I think that was very strategic on multiple levels. One is that you had a platform that you could bring to the pageantry and they had to have given some extra votes or some impression. <laughs> like, wow, that's pretty amazing. But also that you're able to reverse it and cause so many of the pageant uh, contestants to say, you can adopt this right in my own city. So that that's really cool. You know, I wanted to mention also what, what you're doing is causing what would be considered a possible divide for a child in that 
if they know how to make a great life as a kidpreneur, they're going to go in the right direction. And if they don't know how to do it because they don't have some vehicle or some platform or some mentors, they could really make bad decisions because they don't fit. Entrepreneurs typically don't fit. And so they have to be, they have to almost be adopted by a mentor that understands their mind and, and uh, inspires them to do great things with their mind. So uh, how did you meet our lovely teacher, Howard Jean? <laughs> Um, Howard John was introduced to me, I believe, by uh, Aisha Bond, who is uh, at the Greater Washington Black Chamber of Commerce, if I'm not mistaken. And um, we hit it off immediately. Howard has such great energy and um, is a wealth of knowledge, like just a wealth of knowledge. And so I really enjoy talking to him. And it's a joke between us because after I talk to Howard, I feel like I need to power down. Like his energy is so... <laughs> Like he, you know, he really, he really just brings it. So I'm like, I, I have notes that I have to go look up things because he's introduced me to so many different new uh, topics and resources. And, and then he holds me to it and it's like, well, yeah, did you do X, Y, and Z that, I, you know, I told you to do it. So, um, but yeah, we were introduced by someone else, but I'm so happy that he has been very supportive of our, our organization and um, well, you saw for yourself how he was with the kids. So I'm, I won, I think, in this instance. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to be going to break in a minute or two. How, how do people follow you? How do people connect with you? How do people so, start the Kidpreneur program? We have a website. Um, it's www.kidpreneurcentral.com. Um, we are also on Instagram at National Association for Kidpreneurs. So the whole word... Um, if you check us out there, we have uh, places where you can join us. Just click on uh, join our newsletter or reach out and ask any questions that you might have. And what is uh, what? Give us the vision of what uh, next year is going to look like. And do you have a date yet? It's it's the same day, right? Every it's, year. So um, International Kidpreneur Day is November first, and we usually do it the first weekend of November. So, um, and all I can say is bigger and better for next year. Yes. Even better. Okay. And uh, your kids' names, do you want to give shout outs to them? Sure. Uh, Taj and Makai are my children. I, and my husband is Rashad Young and um, also very supportive. And I definitely wouldn't be able to do it without their support. And uh, your two kids, uh, what, what are their businesses? Basketball. <laughs> their oh. businesses are basketball. So they are, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are basketball players. And, um, but we, you know, they dabble. So we have done some uh, AI. We're working on the Etsy store for one of them. And the other one, he likes to do yard work and is working on doing his own uh, three on three tournament. So we'll, we'll see. I'll mm. stay tuned on that. That's really cool. Well, I, I started 75 hard for the third time. In other words, I have messed up. A couple <laughs> <laughs> and my son, I know that's funny, right? Um, so my son said, uh, because of Howard, he says, Daddy, I, I use chat GBT and I, I, instead of us just playing catch football catch outside, I, I put it in chat GBT. What would the rules be for one-on-one? -on -one? Uh, ah. And it was really interesting because we actually played about 30 minutes and then we just threw the ball for another 15. But uh, the one-on-one -on -one is you hike it to yourself and, and you move back. And then once you hike it to yourself, the person can run at you and you can throw it. You can throw it high and pass the person and catch it. <laughs> it's really uh -huh. so, it's kind of funny. Um, but uh, Howard, how do people connect with you? Yeah. Uh, well, they can connect with me on all platforms. Just Google Black Meta Agency. Uh, it will come up on all social media, uh, LinkedIn, 
the website is www.dmawebnumber3.com. And, you know, we'd love to get more information, you know, at, at the next, after the break. Okay. Well, we are going, we have one more minute. I just want to share this with you. My son, um, he was just so enthralled with the chat GBT, started writing stories. And then he asked me, Hey daddy, when I'm, these stories are fantastic. Can I do a new book? I go, no, you can't. You're just prompting. You're not doing it. <laughs> he was, was going to knock out like books like crazy. And then he yes. said, the people that had ChatGBT, why did they let the cat out of the bag? Why did they tell people that this existed? They could have written so many books. I said, Kenny, they would have gotten caught. I mean, it's just a matter of time if you're going to do things the wrong way. So my son, he is trying to too much of life. But I'll read one little thing since I have a minute. And, uh, he, put, he, he created this. In a town that was anything but ordinary, Mayor Kenny and Pookie the pig found themselves in the midst of a rather peculiar uh competition they decided to engage in a contest to determine who could produce the most epic and earth-shattering piles of poop in a town where the extraordinary <laughs> extraordinary was the norm this contest was par for the course so he it goes on to that the bullies made fun and all and it's it's so cool that that prompt of maybe two or three sentences caused this very enjoyable story which i don't know we're uh -huh. going to be publishing or anything close to that so well, you know to his point though there are several there are you know, publishers and classes and people that are using ChatGPT to create, um, to illustrate and to publish books. So, you know, he's onto something there um, and we'll see what that, that does, you know, how that affects the market and um, trademarks and things like that, but it, it is happening. Yes, Amazon is uh, classifying whether it's a self-created, human-created. In fact, I have a new book coming out that says, Created by humans for humans. No, it's 100% AI free. I did that just as a kind of joke. Um, do you have a book, Tamika? I just created a uh, publishing, I mean, a workshop book for for uh, the kidpreneurs. So yes. Awesome. I can't, I can't wait to get it. I'm going to get it, get it, get it. All right. Um, so Howard answered it uh, a little differently. Loved his answer. I said, do you have a book? And he says, not yet. Yeah. I mean, it's coming. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. So we're going to break. We'll be back in a minute. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device. 
including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at theumbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, this is Ken Roshan on Voice America Amplified, and we are sponsored by the Keep Smiling Movement, Perfect Publishing, and today, Kidpreneur. And I just want to say, hey, Howard, you want to see a, a huge smile come from Tamika right now? Absolutely. Let's hey, hear a smile. Here's, no, this is going to be it. I, this, that, that's the beginning of it, just me saying it. But wait, wait do you see what I'm going to say that causes it to go even bigger. My hair used to look like that. That's used to be what I look like. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, we were separated at birth. This is crazy. <laughs> All right. So, Howard, so great to have you on. Uh, I know Tamika was super busy yesterday, uh, two days ago, and so I was kind of pestering her, hey, I want you on my show because you're perfect for the show. And she's like, I'm really focused right now. And I said, I know you are, but you're also a horse. So just go, yes. <laughs> that's it say yes yeah but how are you you were uh you were right there you finished your class and you said yeah i'm on so i said hey make tamika get on the show too so <laughs> thank you for what you did i got a, a little bio to share with uh, the audience so howard r jean a dynamic visionary and a driving force behind black meta agency bma is leaving an indelible mark on the technological industry his journey spans from his birthplace in augusta georgia uh, through the vibrant neighborhoods of Brooklyn, New York, and Columbus, Ohio, which have significantly shaped his worldview. By the age of eight, his family returned to Augusta, Georgia region, settling in a nearby town of Langley. As a CEO of BMA, Howard leads a mission-driven organization dedicated to empowering a million Black, Indigenous, and people of color, citizens, and women to excel in their ever-evolving field within the next five years. And what I want to say, Howard, that really impressed me is I said, when you said uh, a million uh, people of color, I said, and white is a color? And you go, you better believe white's a color. And I said, thank you. So it's Howard, <laughs> very much. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's so right. What, you, uh, what you were doing in there, I was just like, this guy is not just an ignition switch, not just a catalyst, but those kids were really, I saw them transform from the second they saw you to when they did their presentations. They almost turned into young adults. They were, they were a little sheepish when they started uh, the class, cause they didn't know what was hitting yeah. them, but all of a sudden yeah. them step into just being as powerful as you. So I want to commend you that I know you were taking about a three or four hour class and turn it into a 40 minute, 45 minute AI presentation. And it was impressive. Extremely impressive. I love Thank the you. way you buy the groups. I love the way your hand came down next to their, them that kept them in the, we're in the action. We are moving fast in this game. So uh, I applaud you before we go into your journey. Uh, please comment if you wish on anything that Tamika shared in the first half of the show. No, I mean, I, I think Tamika is addressing, you know, the, the, the early stages of not only entrepreneurship, 
um, but creating work ethic in our young people. Uh, one of the biggest issues we have today is it's a very microwave slash um, anti-delayed gratification. And anybody knows about business, it takes time and it is a lot of delayed gratification. So the fact that she's instilling critical thinking, problem solving, solutioning, um, you know, cooperative, you know, learning environments and working environments, it says that she's helping to create, you know, a better working and also business class uh, for the future. So I just want to commend her on that. And the fact that, you know, she's grinding, you know, she's, she's self-funded. Um, she applies to grants here and there, but like many of us, you know, she is a bona fide entrepreneur as she's, you know, has a vision and she's putting her, her whole heart, her name and her, her life behind it. So I just want to commend uh, Tamika on, on all her sacrifices. We know how hard it is. Uh, she, she's there, you know, timeless day in and day out and uh, uh, going over obstacles that we have no idea she's going through. So I want to salute to her and what she's doing. And, and Tamika, one of my goals is to market you at the, the level and effect of your impact that gets sponsors to take you seriously because a sponsor basically puts the money up based on the impact you're having. So we want, we want to get the word out about your impact because it's definitely, it's large, it's epic, and it's going to be a lot bigger with the right type of funding. So I'm all about that. Uh, I wanted to uh, compliment Howard on one other thing. I didn't want this to uh, be forgotten. At the end of his uh, presentation, he did meet Kenny and learn that Kenny was an author and came down and saw his books. And I was going to give Howard a book just because that's my nature. And that's also Kenny's nature. When someone impacts our life, we want to give him a gift. He goes, no, no, no. Kenny's an entrepreneur and he's an author. I'm paying full price. And so he was <laughs> picking up different books and he had just uh, been to, was it Machu Picchu you had been to? Where did you uh, I was in uh, Peru in the Amazon jungle doing ayahuasca with shamans and meditating. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. I just want to say that <laughs> he picked up a book that most people wouldn't relate to so much. And Kenny went to Machu Picchu and learned of a civilization. They don't even understand how they moved the rocks or how they were able to tell the seasons or tell the times, but they were able, they're very sophisticated. And um, so he, he was able to grasp that the, the importance of that 11th book, which led to this 12th book here. So Amen. Howard, we read your bio. Uh, it does address some of you know your childhood where you're born and stuff. So talk about your what your family life was like, what your parents were like that caused you to be who you are today. Yeah, so you know I, I, I'm the product of a, uh, an immigrant household. My father is from Haiti, uh, Port-au-Prince. My mother is from South Carolina. You know, South Carolina is another nation. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my immigrant household. But no, all jokes aside, you know. They're, they're beach too, um, right? There's yes, beach. yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, we have a different language called Gichi uh, down there, and 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 the Midlands down there. And the, um, so essentially, you know, I'm actually one of about 18 or 19 kids. Uh, my father, you know, had a purpose to really uh, populate the world with a lot of Haitian professionals. So, you know, uh, that's who we are, and you know, I'm just honored to be a part of that legacy. Um, you know, that spans you know generations uh, from here to Haiti. Uh, again, I'm a, I'm a twin brother. My brother is an educator as well. Would love to introduce Tamika to my brother um, because he actually is over overseeing the, the district uh, in, in the Orangeburg where he has oversight and all student programming. And this is a program that we need because it's STEAM, it's creativity, it's critical thinking, all the things I mentioned earlier. And so, you know, again, we had a very dynamic uh, upbringing. We grew up in, a, in a projects in Columbus, Ohio, where, you know, in the, you know, there's a lot of shooting. A lot, a lot of drug activity. Our mother said, hey, we can't, she can't raise her kids the way she wants to. And she moved us and my sister uh, down south to South Carolina. And that's where we started, you know, our, um, I guess our uh, elementary school years and, you know, in a, in a very 
you know, and family and centric environment, a Southern town where we could talk to our neighbors and walk to our grandparents' house. So, you know, I say that actually uh, saved our lives uh, because we were in a very uh, fickle predicament, to say the least, uh, during the Reagan era in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. So uh, the uh, 18 kids, how many of them were entrepreneurs? What did your dad do? Yeah, honestly, yes. My dad was an entrepreneur. You know, he, he, had, he owned his own cab service in Brooklyn, New York. And also he had uh, multiple homes in, in Port-au-Prince. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, my mother was an entrepreneur. You know, my grandfather uh, was a self-taught entrepreneur where he had a clothing band and he sold all kind of clothes and products. So we actually went wholesaling uh, our, uh, picking with him to kind of get products and, and things and, you know, come back and we set up tables and set up booths at the age of 12 years old. So, you know, we were always around, you know, informal entrepreneurship. And, you know, my purpose in this family is to create, you know, the first, you know, multi-million dollar, uh, upwards of billion dollar business um, to create generational wealth and to set a new standard, you know, for our family, but also for those uh, that are outside our family in the community watching uh, me build, you know, this third company of mine. Well, if you do, when you get the uh, the multi-million, you have to change the name of your company. It's going to have to be the Black Meta Mega Million Agency. Hey, listen, I, li I like BMMA. That, that, that's, that, that got a ring to it, man. You, you get some credit it for does, that. Branding, it does. Sir. It does. I agree. Does. I agree. So uh, I'd ask you a question. I don't know if you answered or I heard the answer. You have 18 um, siblings. How yeah. Many, how many became See, entrepreneurs? Yeah. So, so my sister, uh, she has a, a, a clothing store, an online store. Uh, my brother is a published author as well. The twin is a published author uh, and a national speaker. It's called Speak Life Enterprises. He speaks around the nation to thousands of students and teachers uh, oh, as awesome. a professional educator. And I probably have another sibling in there somewhere that's uh, an artist, a creative artist. Well, I would, I would love to read his book. I'd love to read yeah. your book. Oh, yeah. It's called Weapons of Mass Distraction. And it's a, it's a negative effects of hip-hop on students. And so, you know, as someone that grew up in a religious structured household, um, that also became spiritual. He understands that the, the the impact of, you know, negative programming through music and media has on our children. So we'd love to share that with you all. Wow, what an important message. And see, it's the antithesis of what Kidpreneur is programming, which is possibility, right. positivity, exactly. collaboration, um, dream big, you know, so right. that right. is so, so important. Wow, what a distinction that was brought up. Okay, so let's, uh, let's move forward. So uh, childhood to you know, teenage to adult, how, how did you uh, transform into the Black Med Agency? And are yeah, you, so, you are the owner or, or are there multiple owners? Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm the uh, owner and founder uh, of the agency. And, you know, it, it really started, man, again, you know, parents have the most impactful uh, opportunity to transform the trajectory <laughs> of their children's life just by speaking life and exposing them. We didn't have a father in our household so our mother created this whole concept to where she would always call us in the room when she saw someone that was important on television that was a male, that was in a newspaper. And later I adopted that as a virtual mentor because for me, you know, having access to these uh, uh, newspapers and these conversations seated in me, the man that I wanted to become. And so she would expose us to all types of things, karate, chess, and ultimately landed us uh, in this tennis program. So we were three black kids in Langley, South Carolina, predominantly white town, very Southern, a lot of, lot of Confederate flags. And we're taking our tennis rackets and going to get tennis lessons. I ride in Augusta, Georgia, but my cousin, rest in peace, Ryanel Williams. And so he actually thought of us so highly and we were so committed because our mother was there that he built a tennis court, a clay tennis court in his backyard. And from there, 
the rest is history. You know, we became number one and number two players for our high school team in the eighth grade, uh, tennis scholarship offers to universities, uh, which led us to Claflin University, where I became an educator, education major, from the scholarship program called Call Me Mister, uh, in which uh, we received a $100,000 grant from Oprah Winfrey, where we appeared on a show. And for that, we became education reformers nationwide. And again, that preceded an opportunity to start seeing how can I change communities uh, from where I was. And that particular opportunity was addressing the lack of black male teachers and creating space for black male teachers as role models in classroom. And later that ended me here at Black Better Agency and creating uh, space and opportunity for BIPOC and women uh, within the emerging tech fields. Because tech, right now we're about eight to 10 years behind of our counterparts in technology. So this is why my mission is to create a pipeline of 1 million in five years in this industry. Who are our counterparts? So our counterparts are those who have access to tech. You know, uh, our, the Caucasian community, uh, our Asian counterparts across the world, not just in the United States, right. uh, across the world. So we understand that it's not <clears> just about economics, it's about engaging in this next paradigm shift. You have to have a digital wallet moving forward. You have to understand how to use Zoom and all these conferencing tools. And our community, unfortunately, is a, it's an equity gap. We call it a tech equity gap. And my mm -hmm. agency is helping to solve that uh, with the multiple uh, services and programs that we offer. And, and I applaud you for it. And I want to say <clears throat> one of the reasons that you are on this show is because I relate to the plight and the challenge that you are actually taking on. I was, uh, I finished my certification to teach science in a secondary school and I oh. ended up teaching phys physical science in PG County. And my choices were Howard County, Montgomery County and several others. And it was interesting. PG County gave me the red carpet. They said, wow. you can have any school you want. And by the time I got to Nicholas Orr Middle School, they gave me a department chair position. So first wow. year I'm a department chair of 22 teachers. But my point is <clears throat> there were 700 to 800 teachers going through their system a year. They couldn't keep the teachers and they're pushing the kids through and without going too political or too deep into this particular topic, you are hundred percent right. The reason I want to teach in PG County is it had the largest gap to me of where the kids needed to be. And so I thought that I could be, you know, that hero that could actually make a difference. And quite frankly, it's a bad system. It needs to be really overhauled. And, yeah. and I did what I could. And I fortunately I had a school that supported, um, really holding kids accountable. And that's why I showed you that bottom line. That's why my son met, met, met um, I love memorized. it too. Yeah. yeah. He memorized what it is not to make excuses. And, yeah. you know, the, the more excuses we allow our kids to have, the more they actually get lazy and soft and they don't, they don't understand what it is to be responsible for their decisions. And it's amazing when you take responsibility for yourself, how powerful you get. It is. It is. I really feel like, uh, which kind of leads me to one of my favorite books, is the way the superior man by Dave Dieta. You weren't supposed to say that yet. You weren't supposed to say that yet, Al. <laughs> uh, but accountability is, is is a magical thing, and you know we 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 kind of don't give it its credence because that's actually the ability to transform uh, even your your past and project into your future in a whole different level of 100%. ownership. Meaning you can create your future as in you know God has given us the power to do so, and it's, it's through accountability. You know, it's through prayers, through works, but accountability is saying, taking ownership over, this is a mistake I made. How can I make a better future? And, and that, that, that's powerful to me. It is. Accountability is like a, 
a mashup of two words, integrity and power. Yes, I love it. And so uh, um, I want to say something else about something you said earlier. <clears throat> the reason I went into teaching science is it wasn't just our minorities. It was our Americans. Our Americans were number 39 in this in the civilized world in math and science. That is, that's not... <laughs> That's not possible, is it? Yes, it is, because we don't have an education system that's causing our kids to actually flourish and actually have what they deserve. And here's what's yeah. interesting. Our colleges get flooded with other countries' opportunities because they qualify for our colleges that we can't. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and also, also, it's not just the education. It's culture. Our culture is about entertaining and having fun and other things that don't give us you know, a community of sustainability. And this is why we're having, you know, the, 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 the leak outs and the drop offs when it comes to STEM, STEAM. Um, so yeah, to your point, you know, I concur. And this is why we're here as a black man agency. So let's talk about STEAM. Uh, tell, tell what that stands for. Yeah, STEAM is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Uh, and, and essentially that is convergence of all things uh, that are, you know, driving, you know, innovation uh, mm -hmm. for the world. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the Da Vinci approach, the, the, the Renaissance approach that you can Absolutely. do a multitude of things. And going back to what Tamika said, you're addressing critical thinking and problem solving. So you're not afraid of a problem. You take it on and you figure it out how to solve it because you have the experience to di diagnose what could be the possibility. So Correct. Correct. I, I, the, the reason you, I'm just so happy you guys are on this show is because this is a show that I could just do every single week about having a different kid. And by the way, we can have a spotlight on a kidpreneur kid every single week on my show. I, I have awesome. no problem with that. You can have, now they only get about three minutes, but they can talk about their name, their business and how they're making the world better. And I, I have uh, 52 weeks. I, I think they, they have two weeks that they're off. So it'd be 50 kids. And I would love it if they're around the United States even. Okay. So, yeah. and, and would that not build the kidpreneur program for next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So you are, you are hearing, you're hearing from me that uh, if you have uh, schools that say that child is being pulled out of class just for 11 a.m. No, it's actually, yeah, it's 11 a.m. to 11.05. We'll bring them in for two or three minutes. All right. How about okay. that? All right. So, um, Howard, I want to, um, I want to skip into, I, I, we've kind of understood your mission and we know what you're doing. So we're at check on there. What I want the audience to hear, and I want this to be recorded. I mean, it's recorded. I want people to be able to play for their kids is what you did, the magic you did in that class. Yeah. Class yeah. So would you give, um, we have about seven minutes to close, six minutes to close. Would you do about three or four minutes at the intensity and as if you're talking to kids uh, because I really, if they don't get that part, they don't get the, you bring massive passion to when you teach. So let it all out for three or four minutes. I will, I'll bring you in in about three or four. Okay. Okay. So today, kids, today we're here to show you the power of ChatGPT for growing your business. Now, ChatGPT is generative AI, and that allows us to generate amazing results in milliseconds. So today we're here to show you how you can leverage this amazing tool to build capacity, to grow your business, to create marketing opportunities, and also to innovate your ideas so that now you're creating some of the best ideas and problems and solving problems that we yet to solve. So today we want you to understand that you are the first marketer. The first time someone sees your business, you should be excited, you should be happy, you should be exhilarated because that energy is going to transfer to them. And everything is about energy. So today I want everyone to understand that if you are passionate about your business, 
If you're excited about why you're here, people are going to not only want to, they're going to be begging to see, okay, what is so magical about this person, but also the project or program or product they're uh, promoting. And today we just want to take an opportunity to just give a shout out to Kidpreneur uh, for their ability to transform communities one child at a time, one nation at a time. And we're here at Black Meta Agency. We actually do workshops for young people, for professionals, and also for institutions and organizations and, and regarding uh, pipelining development. That's K to J. What's K to J? Kindergarten to job placement. So nice. we want to not only impact the children in elementary schools, but also at the state and local governments on how we employ and train and empower our future professionals that look like you and me, BIPOC and women who have ideas to change the world. So thank you so much, everybody. Check us out at www.bmaweb3.com. It's your boy, Howard Arjan. <laughs> awesome. So you had, uh, you know, 20, 20 to 30 kids in front of you around uh, the tables. And what I loved also, you had really close interaction with them. And when you said a word, you didn't take a chance on just thinking they might know it. You had them write it down. You had them spell it. And right. it's so important when you are having that hand to mind to eye, kinetic, everything. You had all all the principles of learning uh, working together. So, um, you. and you had prompt. And we, I'm trying to remember, I did learn some things while you were uh, doing it, but Ken was, uh, Kenny was enthralled. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, was, he was, and I mean, I mean, and here's the thing, you know, Kenny was enthralled because you created a medium for him to be interested in this topic. And so I want to give a shout out to you uh, and your wife for what you all are doing, but keep putting him in environments and not pushing him, but encouraging him and supporting him. Uh, and again, you know, with Black Matter Agency, we have conferences, we have workshops, uh, we consult with state and local government. So just seeing what you're doing, it gives me uh, just reassurance that, you know, there are parents out here that understand the mission. Uh, that is shared equally between Tamika and I and our organizations. Well, I have a vision I shared with uh, Tamika, and she was receptive to it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there a little. I'm gonna manifest it a little bigger. So I really want to publish a Kidpreneur book where there's 52 kids and they're celebrated and they become a deck of cards and it's the Kidpreneur deck and they they learn how different problems are being solved by kids. Kids solving problems in the world. And this book is a is a book where he took a hundred philosophies and one of the things were how to make the world better, what do you do with a million dollars and what do you do with a billion dollars? And by the way, there's a massive difference what you do with one or the other. So yes. having kids have a voice, but having them say, my book is on Amazon. I am on Amazon. When I gave my book to um, Kenny's first book to him, he got his joke book and he said, okay, is there an Amazon? I said, yeah. He says, show me. I showed him and then he got crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So That's we, right. we have uh, time to do uh, rapid fire really quick. And this is the the promise. Five questions if we can get them. Um, Tamika, since you started the show, we'll start with you first and um, have fun with this, but keep it really short so I can get to Howard each time and vice versa. Okay, here we go. Okay. Tamika, a book to change your life. The Secret. Secret, okay. And how, you already mentioned it. You can mention it again or another one. Uh, I mentioned another one. Uh, the other book is uh, How Rich People Think by Steve Seabold. And we can make a kidpreneur 50 book challenge too, so that we can do that too. Let's All right, a movie that inspires you, Tamika. <clears throat> a movie that inspires me. Um, so this has nothing to do with anything, but uh, Sister Act 2 is my favorite movie and it, it's an inspiration to me. Um, I'm it, not a, 
We don't Maybe, explain why. We just say it, right? We just say it because people are going to rush to see it when they hear that you <laughs> you became Mrs. DC because of it. Okay, and so okay. it's very very uh, inspirational. Uh, Howard, uh, a limitless limitless is when you take this pill and you're yeah. like <laughs> solving problems immediately. It's kind of like me. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to throw my name since we're, I was at Kimpreneur. I'm going to say Coach Carter. All right. So here oh, we I go. love Coach Carter. Um, me too. Mm -hmm. And I met him. Okay, here we go. Oh, wow. uh, number three, uh, who's someone you'd like to meet you haven't met? Tamika. Michelle Obama. Okay. And mm -hmm. how? Uh, Sadhguru. Uh, he's, he's, he's a guru based in India that's changing the world. He's focused on clean water. We're going to get a link from you on that one because that's a new one for me. I want to know that one. Okay. okay. Um, what is a, what's a song that gets you going, Tamika? Um, that's a good one. Tony, Tony, Tony has the song. It feels good. It feels good. It feels good. Gets me going. Yes. And that was just in a movie. I'm yes. Think movie. Yeah, which movie was that? Um, it was. Mm. I don't, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I don't know, but. I got, yeah. I got to think of it too. Howard, what's, what is, uh, what's your song to get you going? It's So Ambitious by Pharrell and Jay-Z, and it's about entrepreneurship. So you're going to love this, buddy. You're going to love it. Yeah, tell me. I, I, I will love that. Okay. And then uh, what's a quote you live by, Tamika? Uh, I press toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ. So Can't beat that. That's beautiful. And Howard? Uh, our deepest fear is not that we're, and, and, and our deepest fear by Marianne Williamson, uh, accorded by Nelson Mandela. Good job. Man, I got to tell you, you, you're the only one I've ever heard do it right because she wrote it and he made it famous. And that I is, I, I, talk, I talk to my students too. I actually know it and talk to my students. Yeah, that's really good. And by the way, the movie, I don't know the movie, but it was, uh, it was a movie about a lawyer who, um, gets a, a, a guy who is in the burying business. It's called bury me, something like that buried. Uh... And it's Tommy Lee Jones and Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're down in one minute. So, again, real quick, I am so happy that you created Kipreneur and that my son is going to have ripple effects with his chat GPT. He was on chat GPT a good two or three hours yesterday. Just having fun with it. <laughs> and you've changed his life, Howard, but here's the deal. Tamika, I can't, I can't thank you enough. Your vision and you holding a smile card showed me you were the right one to not only hand it to, but... I was able to stay connected with you. And so I'm, I'm just very grateful. Very, very grateful. So this is Ken Roshan on Amplified. A big shout out to Jeff Spinard who created Voice America. And we will see you next week. If you know any kids that are looking for an opportunity to put their mind to work to make a difference in the world, go visit Kidpreneur and follow this lady. She is definitely going to change the lives of so many kids that just need a pathway of mentorship so they can be as amazing as they should be. Ken Roshan, keep smiling. Peace. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.